All right, Eames, here we go. Thank you for sticking around for a little extra bonus episode here. Uh, so let's get into the weeds a little bit um, on some of these these critters you've got running around here because they're, they're something. They're, they're, uh, I, I, th- I really liked the kind of the different direction you went in with a lot of these. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if my enthusiasm came through, especially for the, the I, can't say, I can't say any words properly, the, Nelv- the Nevlet language. Nelvate. Nelvate, yeah, I'll get it one of these days. I, I, really, I really enjoyed that, and I thought you did a great job piecing it together in the book and having like this huge picture broken down into little pictures. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try to put that on the website as well so you cool. can kind of see what I'm talking about. I love that. But that it didn't begin and end with that because there's lots of other creatures. You know, you've talked about the, the Nyasin. Nyasin. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just struggle through it. You just correct me. Feel free because uh, this is your world, not mine. Um, but there were a couple others that I really want to talk about. And one of them, um, so let's see here. The... Uh, Okay, so here's one. The the Eola? Eolwa? Eolwa. It's, it's an acu- it's an acoustophyte flower. My, I don't know if I'm saying any of these words correctly, but it loves sound. Yeah. Um, this is pretty cool. Tell me about this. So the, it, um, the Eolas are very beautiful flowers. They are acoustophytic, which means just acoustophytic. Like, um, they you know like epiphytes, um, sure. um, you know epiphytic flowers, um, whatnot. Um, so they're acoustophytes, which means they live on sounds. They live in this um, area that has only in a certain season um, these amazing echoes, and it can only and it lives entirely off those echoes during that season. And the echoes slowly fade away, so they have to really be good at sort of getting that that nutrient, um, the nutrients from the the echoes. And so what does the flower look like? Well, we we've commissioned a lot of drawings from a lot of um, um, kids, and we're still zeroing zeroing in on that. Okay. All right. In fact, if you, I think it's in the. Um, if you hand me one of those books, the, the flat one, the this one. Yeah, I think it's in that one. Okay. Um, there's a. For those at home, he's flipping through a book right now. It's very exciting. It's really. Um, he's it's going front to back to front. Back to front. Back so to front, we're which is probably a mistake. Yeah. But I think it's actually. In the he's starting other one. over now. He's so going back to the to the back. You can hand me that one. This one. All right. We're going yes. to a second book here. This yeah. is so we have play two play workbooks, here. which are. Um, which can you read them? Uh, oy, oy, oy. Um, I'll make it a little easier. <laughs> He's looking at says, a group of dots. Please don't connect the dots. Yes, okay. <laughs> I'll have a picture of this up. So you can see what I'm working with here. Please don't connect the dots. So with, um, with our kids, I was always annoyed by um, the connect the dots drawings because I always felt like whoever made the drawings had more fun than the kids because they got to choose what it was. Yeah. So, so these are... these. <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> so what we have here is that for each of these books, you see um, one of the markers, and the story is summarized, and then in the end, you're asked to draw something related to that story. Oh, interesting. And okay. so um, it's, it's really pretty fun. And so, so I'm looking for that one, and I'm pretty sure the Eolas are in there. Anyway, so we have some drawings online. I think we have a Flickr group, if those still exist. Um, here it is. Um, okay. And so that... It's the story you already know, but the point is is that we invite people to draw their own interpretations of what that story is. The nice thing is that there are lots and lots of right answers, but there are a few wrong answers. So it's a great challenge to um, to to give to kids in particular. Huh. That's a that's a great idea. I mean, it definitely involves the people and the cultures around who put the marker up, which gives you goodwill as well, um, mm-hmm. so that people come and they respect the sites. You're not just some highfalutin artist who walks into town and puts up his thing and then leaves. You know. Yeah, it's it's that part process is is very interesting because, you know, the stories are not interpretations of local stories. They don't. Right. That's not what we do, and yet, the stories 
are there. And so the whole drawing part has become a great way to, um, for people to be creating, but at the same time, the core thread of the story stays, um, the, or, uh, of the universe stays the, the way I'm trying to put it together. Right, as the creator with a lowercase c. Lowercase c, exactly. exactly. Uh, so let's talk about some, some other things here. we got centrists as well. They're so absorbed that the center of universe shifts when they all get together. Yeah. Like, well, how does this work? Uh, well, their density. I mean, it's like it's you know it's like dark matter. Right. I mean, the, their density is so intense that um, that it, when a few of them get together, they just, it just shifts the center of the universe. And they're 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 pretty full of themselves, I gotta say. And they're and they're, there's a lot of density to that. So it's um, I mean, did you pull this from real life? I mean, you do live in Los Angeles. Does this come from you know life experience? It all comes from real life. Sure. In the parallel world. Right. <laughs> You're not going to refuse to answer that question? That's all right. Uh, so tell me about the, um, the Yara Yehoe, the five-and-a-half-winged bird. The Yara Yehoe are amazing birds. They're five-and-a-half-winged birds that use that half-wing to, to fly through um, to time and space and feralim, which is a quality right. of existence as different from time and space as they are from each other. Right. And they... Um, and they uh, and so... But what they're very involved in a number of um, rituals because there there's are not well rituals yes but um, um, in a bunch of a bunch of different parts of the lore because they they because they can fly through time and space they can actually go and firmament what and firmament 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 yeah um, they can actually fly to the moon um, ah so they'll see the installation they'll see the exactly yeah exactly but they're also that installation tells the story of this puzzle. That when it's entirely filled, that when that all those things are filled in, then one of the subtracted infinities, one of the twenty-nine subtracted infinities, will uh-huh. be gone, and so there's just a lot of pressure wow. to not let that happen, and yet there are other there are other forces that want it to happen. So the the Yara some people think that they're um, they're trying to do it to end end the universes. Yeah. Other folks think they're trying to trick those forces that want to seize total control by closing all those uh, subtracted infinities right. by by constantly reshuffling. You know, like um, so it's 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 a little bit. It, it, no one really knows. Yeah, it sounds a little mind blowing to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. Get your head around. Um, that's so. So those are those are some of the creatures, but there's also some kind of um, celebrities in a way, like some uh, some cultural celebrities. I'll call them characters. Bar Sinister is one. I think I think you're missing out an opportunity because there's a real Bar Sinister in Los Angeles that I think would really get behind your Bar Sinister. Really? So me, yeah, so tell me about these guys. So the Bar Sinister is a group of undead lawyers that travel the world getting guilty people acquitted. And um, a lot of people have chastised me because they feel that undead lawyer is redundant and therefore a waste <laughs> of words. But um, I think sometimes you can't be too precise. Sure, no, that's fair enough. So again, I'm going to ask you this question. I'm going to keep asking. You can keep dodging. Did this come from 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 your personal life experience? No, no. Okay, all right. Um, moving quite right along, uh, the Groust Getok. Right. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah, the uh, Groust. It's Groust. Groust. Oh, sorry. Groust. So Grousts are time guides that they're kind of humanet figures, and um, and they're but they're super thin, and as a result, they're able to to pass through certain um, uh, chrono frontiers. Um, time frontiers, right? And uh, and then sometimes these time frontiers, so they they kind of make a lot of, they a lot of people think of them as being very unsavory, um, because they they make their they don't they're 
um, their charges don't always make it across the chrono frontier, but they get paid in advance, so mm. they're a little bit dodgy. So these aren't the birds and frogs that can travel through time. Oh, the oh the gross. The, those are the one, those are the ones that are um, those are the sometimes frogs. Yeah. The some- <laughs> Is that what they're called? The sometimes frogs? Yeah, no, I mean they are. They are. I think I was. Fo- I was focusing. On, I'm sorry. I moved away from the mic there. Okay. I was focusing on your pronunciation of grossed, and so I, I kind of went, <laughs> I down, went, went down that path. Right, right. Exactly. Th- it was good. Th- it was good. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, so this is one that like was kind of disturbing in a way, but but I I thought it was really interesting. Um, the overt peltesh, the no man's land, this overlapping of two dimensions. Right. And if I understand this correctly, it's where you live life as if you have 50 years left, and some live it as if you have one year left. How right. does it? How does that work? Well, basically, it's they it, they call it no man's land because this is a place where people live. They call it the place where people live both those ways that you just described. Okay. But since no one can do that, it's empty and desolate. Oh, I see. So do you go there to, like, learn to live one way or the other, or is it... It's just that the definition of the people who can live there are the people who can do both, and since nobody seems able to do it, um, and the evidence is quite strong in the sense that no one's ever lived there, that's why they call it. That's why it's a synonym it's no, of no man's land. So, is there anyone in the future who's going to be able to live there in your world? It's a good question. Yeah, maybe uh, you know Daniel J. Glenton or anything like that. If you want, <laughs> if you're looking for names, I can give you a couple. Okay, cool. You let me know. Okay, okay. I'd love to live in no man's land. To be perfectly honest with you, a great podcasting host who managed to figure out how to live life like he had 50 years left and one year left. One day left. One day left. Sorry, one exactly. day left. Um, I'll get it. If I get that correct, you got to put me in the story. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, okay. Uh, fourth Justice, tell me about this. Well, Fourth Justice is um, is a pretty fascinating thing, and I'm, I'm working on some stories around that. Is that um, is that there's basically in our world there's um, you know there's um, punishment, there's compensation, and I, I and uh, and then just random punishment. Um, but then in the Fourth Justice, there is referred to as the a kind of justice where. Um, where after the sen- after the the um, verdict is reached, the the court has the power to send everybody back in time, so that the event did not happen, mm-hmm. and the the victim gets a reboot, but the criminal ha- has lost that amount of their life, and it's a so they go back in time like at fifty, let's say, and then they're fifty years old, if even if the crime took place when they were twenty. Right. I mean, usually the. I mean, that's why they really believe justice delayed is justice denied. Right. Um, but they it, so would say it's a couple of years. Okay. So they go back in time when the crime happened. Okay. But if like if they had hit your car, not that they have cars in this place, but if they hit hit, hit your car, then that would not happen. Okay. Got and it. and their life would go on. Um, the the victim's life would now go on the way it was supposed to with a perfect car yeah and the but the 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 criminal as a car wreck not, not a terribly great example but we'll leave that aside for a second yeah um the uh but the crim that would, would he would be twenty three if it had happened when he was twenty got it okay. so and um and so you have that remorse and and but the the it's the focus of a lot of um of, of a lot of stories where um. In that, in the, in some of the communities, because there are stories of um, lovers who met in that time, 
who the, the, the victim met uh, met a lover through in that time after the bad thing happened, and then when the clock is reset, they never met that person. Wow. So it's. I mean, you just created a whole world of time loops. I mean, this is like one of my some of my favorite movies are based on this stuff. Yeah. You know, I mean that's. And you just have to go to Saskatchewan and you can read it. <laughs> what's what's your favorite uh, creature that you came up with? Well, I'm, I am pretty fond of the Nassians. Um, I also, I do really uh, think the Exthedra are um, pretty cool. Um, they're, they're all dimensions and sides um, mm. and have no metabolism, but are great mm. conversationalists. Mm-hmm. And so those are pretty cool. And, uh, and then the, um, so I, I, I think those, and then the Gogglelofs always. Um, oh, the, of course, the Gogglelofs. Uh, Gogglelofs, yeah. They, yes. They, um, they're creatures of density, and the Tachby use them to perform their mm. um, their musical uh, performances on flat land because usually they need the um, gravity to do it. And so, but again, they're a little bit like the centrists, but not nearly as cloying. Um, they, um, because of their density, they're able to kind of impact lo- local gravity. Those are and those are cool. The the Tim. Polny? The Tachapi. The I love that story because they, they basically create these roads that when they drive over them, it creates music. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah, they're, they're amazing. And those creatures you're talking about, their intense gravity is what pulls these big things along. Exactly, because the thing about the, um, the Tachapi is that when they, they design a road, it, when you compose a, a song or a music in the Tachapic world, you also have to design the road it'll be, be played on, and that's why they really made all their roads. Um, so then with the Agogodlovs, they were able to not just have not have to do really complicated civil engineering and be you know restricted by that. Mm-hmm. They could actually sort of control the Agogodlovs. Now, since they have no metabolism either and they're composed solely of density, they are literally a little thick and so not always um, easy to control. Right, of course. Um, I will just say for the record, this all sounds like the rantings and ravings of a lunatic, but but I'm standing in front of you. Part of the reason why I wanted to come here and talk to you is that I wanted to make sure you were a sane human being. You got everything about you, so this is, uh, I want to give you a clean bill of health, is all what I'm right. saying. Well, thank you very much. Uh, so in closing, I got to ask you one other thing. You've put a marker on a milk truck, right? Where is that? Does the milk truck just travel the world, or is it stationed it, it, someplace? It, it's, um, it's in the... Um, the Ota area in our world, mm-hmm. um, the South Dakota, North Dakota, Minnesota, mm-hmm. and so it's traveling in that in that area on the, on a milk truck named Pearl. Okay, and does it make loops? Is it just wander around? How it, can it's, you find um, it? It's used by a guy who's um, a uh, a bit of a journalist, and so travels around a lot in that area, and it, it allows him to do some um, education in a, stuff in a milk truck. He travels in a milk truck. Okay, a really cool milk truck. Okay. That's a, it's a, it's funny that it's a recreational, you wouldn't think of that being like your vehicle to drive around in a milk truck. It's, you would if you met Pearl. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Eames, thank you so much for kind of breaking down these characters for me and for everyone else so they can get a handle on this stuff because it's, it's heavy, heavy stuff. <laughs> well, thank you, Dan. Thank you for having me on your, on your podcast. It's of course. Been great. All right. Thanks everyone for listening. Have a good night.